0: everyone thanks for tuning in to the real deal show presented by ebodyboarding.com and tribe boards on today's episode
1: and saw my right leg was just perfectly in half um kind of where the ankle is Uh, and twisted almost like a 180 like my foot was
0: compound fracture
1: not compound but perfectly separated Hey
0: folks, Jay Real back with another episode of The Real Deal Show, and guess what I've decided to do? This is a little funky here, but I thought it'd be kind of fun to meet the staff here at ebodyboarding.com, so they're all very reluctant to be on camera, trust me, they do not want to be here, so I'm kind of putting everybody in the hot seat, but the man sitting next to me... This is none other than Tommy Dulkas. Welcome to The Real Deal Show, Tommy. Thanks
1: for having me, Jay. (laughs)
0: Yeah, you're super psyched to be here, right? Yeah,
1: I love being on camera. (laughs) He loves
0: it, man. (laughs) If you ever follow Tommy on his Instagram, I won't give up his Instagram account unless he wants to. It's up to you. You can keep it t- you yeah, can keep you it can low g- down. You can
1: give me a shout out. I'm okay with that. Okay.
0: So why don't you tell them what your Instagram is? It's Dougie Chouse.
1: Um,
0: so you want to spell that? Figure
1: that out. Yeah. S-T-O-O-O-G-I-E. C-H-O-U-S-E.
0: Okay, so that's three O's in the Stuggy part. Yeah. So why is it Stuggy? Tell me what Stuggy is. I think <laughs> I might have explained that in a prior show, but what is the word Stuggy?
1: Yeah, Stuggy is stand-up bodyboarding uh, or just a nickname for it. Um, I like to do a lot of stand-up bodyboarding. so
0: So the Instagram account yeah. reflects that. Okay, yeah. before
1: we get into that
0: though, Tommy, I want to talk about... Uh, let's just talk about what you do here. What do you do at eBodyboarding.com? What's yeah. your role?
1: Um, I do a little bit of everything. Um, so I handle all the returns, bit of customer service and sales, a lot of the screen printing and transferring, um, some of the website updates, um, and just back end gear going on on with that, and, yeah, kind of just a little bit of everything, really. You
0: help customers, too. Yeah. Um, which is awesome because, you know, our staff, we're all bodyboarders here. Everybody knows all the stuff that we sell. Tommy is an expert. He's great with customers. We love him here. And, yeah, I mean, when you started working here, you probably had no idea – all the inner workings of running a business like this? you Did you have any clue all the stuff you'd end up doing here?
1: <laughs> no, yeah, I had a background in retail. So that part was uh, fairly easy for me. But um, yeah, everything else that is, I've learned since and that goes on like in our company, it's I've learned a lot just, um, I, I guess it seems kind of simple, you know, you think of a bodyboard shop, but there, there's really a lot more that goes into it.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, it's like, you know, we have a staff of three in addition to Vicky and I, and we spend our entire days working on the back end of this business, working, uh, putting listings on the internet, you know, um, uh, talking to customers, working on the shipping, unloading shipments. There's so many pieces to the puzzle to run the business. Tommy is an integral part of that. He even processes all the returns. I think he might have said that. Yeah. Um, don't make any returns if you don't have to, <laughs> you, you need to keep everything that you buy from us people yeah. <laughs> So, in a perfect world. That would be great. But, um, so let's, let's get into the history of Tommy Dolkis. Okay. So born and raised, where were you born and
1: raised? Yeah. I was born and raised here in San Clemente. Okay. Um, yeah. Local
0: boy. Right, huh? And and so you have a big family, right?
1: Yes, I do. So I have four older sisters, um, my mom and my dad. And then, yeah, a lot of my sisters have kids now. So I think there's about uh, 16 total um, in our family. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's a really big family. It's
0: (laughs) crazy. you grew up with four sisters, man. How was that?
1: Yeah. It was rough. Um, and
0: you're not Mormon.
1: (laughs) I'm not Mormon. (laughs) Uh, yeah, it was, I mean, it's all I know really. So, but it was crazy. A lot of feminine stuff going around the household. And I guess I learned how girls operate, which is a good trade. to have. Sure. Sure. Moving Um, forward
0: into your life.
1: Yeah. But just a lot of, yeah, a lot of girl stuff going around the household growing up. I want to
0: know if you fought with your sisters.
1: Uh physically no, but yeah, definitely a lot of verbal arguments. <laughs> I think with, mostly with my my youngest sister who's still older than me, but um yeah, we're no. close in age. So
0: yeah, so where fought. do you, I mean where do you fall into the mix in terms of <clears throat> Birth order, like are you the middle? Are you oldest, youngest? Yeah, what are we talking?
1: I'm, I'm the youngest. So, okay. Yeah the the youngest one is about four years older than me, and then all the way up, I'm 26, so all the way up to I think 36. I want to say. I'm, I'm honestly don't know exactly. <laughs> it's,
0: it's easy to lose track when you have four yeah, sisters. Yeah, there's a lot of them. So <laughs> so um so you're the youngest. So what it sounds like is your parents kept trying until they had a boy. They were just going to keep going until a boy came out. Is yeah, that right?
1: I, I think, I don't know. More, yeah, I don't know exactly. They they think they wanted a boy or maybe they're looking for another girl, but I came out either way, so okay. they had to deal with me.
0: So, Tommy, growing up in San Clemente, Um, you, did you gravitate to any particular sport, like starting out at a young age? Did you play all the traditional sports and all that?
1: Um, yeah, my parents kind of wanted me to find something that I really liked. So I, I tried a lot of different, um, sports, almost all of them, you know, football, soccer, baseball. Um, but always had a passion for the ocean. Um, and surfing was really cool, but i wasn't super into going out in the big surf it kind of scared me um so my first hobby really was skimboarding because you could avoid getting caught inside on those big sets yeah. but you were still at the beach and in the ocean yeah um without the hazards of yeah drowning <laughs> exactly yeah so i'd say that was my first sport that i was super into yep Um, and then after that really came bodyboarding. So,
0: so you got into bodyboarding. How did friends do it? Did your dad or mom get you into it? What, how'd that work out?
1: Yeah, I was on my 13th birthday. And at that point I kind of was skimboarding less because if you know anything about San Clemente, the skimboarding is not super great around here. It's kind of okay in the summer, but really Laguna is where it's at. More shore break um, in
0: Laguna, less, yeah, less here. Yeah.
1: So I was kind of not doing a whole lot of skimboarding, played a little bit of volleyball. My 13th birthday, my dad got me a bodyboard. Um, and I was like, sweet, got a bodyboard, but I, I didn't really think I was going to get super into it. And then, um, yeah, my dad took me bodyboarding. And I think I just got one really good wave where I didn't much i kind of just went down the line super fast but that feeling of just going really fast on a wave was like the first time and it was also the first time i think i really used swim fins with bodyboarding which changes the game um and yeah after that kind of one wave i was super hooked and have been going since so. so
0: so now you're still bodyboarding but you you surf you stand up boogie what's the deal with that you just want to mix it up you want some variety what
1: yeah i think um i get bored of just riding one type of craft so some days the waves aren't super good for surfing and they're better for bodyboarding and vice versa and then it just it just makes it fun having that challenge to get better at a sport Yep. because you're never just riding one so you maybe you're a little rusty at stand-up bodyboarding and you take it out again, and it becomes a new challenge, and it's it's just fun switching it up for me. Yeah. yeah,
0: you know, I notice a lot of guys that are really good at one form of wave riding, they start to branch out into other forms of ra- wave riding because they want that challenge. Like maybe they've, I won't say mastered surfing or mastered longboarding or whatever the sport is that they choose to ride a wave on, but they've gotten really good at it and maybe hit a plateau, and they think... Oh, okay. I want to try that. I want to ride that board and see how good I can get on that. And then they they really have a good toolbox when they go to the beach of different vehicles to ride in the water. I mean, is that kind of the case with you? You got a lot of different boards in your garage, right? Yeah,
1: definitely. Um, It's kind of a problem, honestly, because I end up taking (laughs) like five boards down to the beach with me. put them in my truck and it's i i honestly wish sometimes i only liked one of them but um (laughs) it's yeah i some days i just feel like there's a one of those choices is going to be better than one of the other ones so i i tend to kind of have that quiver so i can be satisfied with my session sure because it's
0: hard to decide you know you pull up to the beach it might be Better for stand-up surfing because the wave is a little mushier. But some days, you might go, man, that could be fun on a boogie, or it could be fun on a surfboard. And then you're then you're in a yeah. in a pickle because you got to figure out what am I going to ride today, right? Yeah. Um, let's talk about travel. You've done a little bit of traveling. Talk about what your one of your favorite trips was to ride waves.
1: Yeah. Um, hard to say. I'd say, I guess. Probably one of my most recent trips, I went down to uh, Barra de la Cruz in yep. uh, mainland Mexico. That was really fun. I think because it was a little unexpected on like how the waves were going to be at the time because we weren't originally going to go there, but... Um Ended up going down there um, for about two days and just getting really super fun surf. If you guys ever seen that wave, it's it's about as perfect as it gets. Just long right beach break, point break, um, and just surfing for like six to seven hours every day. And <laughs> it's just kind of what I live for. If you go on a surf trip, I love that feeling of being super surfed out after. Yep. Um, warm water that had to be just because it was kind of unexpected and it was the most recent. I'd say that was one of my favorite trips, but there's definitely been, I think every trip I have a really good time, but that was, I guess the most recent that I can really still have that like froth. Okay. From still. So
0: when you came back from that trip, you told you told me that you and your girlfriend got really sick. Yeah. So talk about that, man. Uh. So
1: yeah, we were originally, and that's kind of the th- Reason why we stayed down there. So we went for my girlfriend's birthday. We're supposed to be there for about four days in a place called Zipolit um, which is a little bit north of Bara. Um we had I think two days left in our trip. On my girlfriend's birthday, we ended up going to this pizza place and we both got super bad food poisoning. Just throwing up, uh, chills. Uh, Montezuma's, uh, Montezuma's, revenge, yeah. Montezuma's Revenge, as Montezuma's they call it. Montezuma's Revenge. It was not fun. So about like the day we were supposed to leave, we were kind of just recovering. And uh, I I think I just told Jay and Vicky, I said, hey, guys. <laughs> kind of had two days taken G- away from our gotta trip. Got to make up for the two Got to make days. up for it. Um, yeah. So yeah, then we extended the trip by two days. Went a little further south down to Barra and yes, yeah, surfed our brains out with uh, no food in our stomach and feeling pretty bad. You but you were lightweight. Yeah, I guess I was light so I was able <laughs> to go faster or something. <laughs> well that
0: that wasn't the first time you've had a problem in Mexico. Let's talk about uh, the yeah. the injury yeah. that you suffered in Puerto Escondido. What was the year?
1: Um, I think it was 2000. What was that? It was about 2018. I want to okay. say
0: so, like three years ago or something, yeah. roughly. So, yeah, talk us through that, man. Talk us so, through that catastrophe. Yeah, I was, this is gnarly, people. <laughs>
1: I'll try to make it somewhat short. I was down in Puerto Escondido with one of my good friends, Jack. We were supposed to be there for about a month. About a week and a half in. Um, I was woke up really early, just board shorts and my surfboard. And I went to go surf La Punta, um, which is if you've been to Porto, just a little bit south of Zicatela and the main break over there um, was their first light was surfing for about three hours, kind of on the outside part um, because it was really crowded on the inside and not a very big day, probably about head high. Um, there was a really fun left breaking Kind of on the rocks a little bit You can dodge the rocks just kind of going right at them um, My last wave was at, The swell was picking up And there was like a really good set And I got it um, It's a left point So going and I go to pull into this wave And as I'm going I see that I'm Lining up straight to go hit this Really big rock oh so my god! I kind of made it as far as I could In the barrel and then jumped off Um, at that point, I kind of don't know exactly what happened if I hit a rock or if I hit the sand just perfectly in the wrong way. Um, but either way, basically pencil dove directly onto really shallow surface of some sort and felt a really awkward feeling in my right leg. And I was just like, what was that? At first I thought it was a stingray. I was like that something snapped me. That felt really weird. And then, um came up it's about knee deep in the water and i lifted my right leg up um kind of you know all over the place at this point and saw my right leg was just perfectly in half um kind of where the ankle is um, and twisted almost like a 180 like my foot was full compound fracture not compound but perfectly separated so it was you could see there was the bone wasn't together Um, something
0: wasn't in the spot it was supposed to be in
1: (laughs) yeah you don't want to see that yeah it was yeah it was not good um so i i proceeded to take some waves on the head um after seeing that and the pain was definitely going um eventually made my way towards kind of like there's like a little um inlet area that i made my way in between like these two rocks
0: kind of a calmer zone in there. yeah like a little
1: keyhole that i could go through um but there was no one really on the beach um except for this one girl that was way down the beach um and i was just screaming are you me are you me like help help um and luckily she heard me because i couldn't make my way all the way to the dry sand um so at that point she eventually saw me and luckily she was this really awesome older lady in her 40s maybe um retired firefighter from california wow um she came up to me and she kind of was looking at me like oh what's the matter and then as soon as she saw my leg i saw her face just lit up um and yeah she she put me on her shoulder basically and Helped me hobble up to the dry sand. From there, she got kind of like the rescue squad down at La Punta. They got a cardboard box, put a splint for my leg, (laughs) called up the ambulance. I got put in the back of a pickup truck. was waiting kind of at the road for a little bit. And like there was everyone around there was... Looking at this scene, because I was oh I was screaming God. like oh. <laughs> bloody gore. Yeah, really, it was really bad. Um, and then eventually the ambulance came, and they took me to the hospital in Port, Puerto Escondido and proceeded to have surgery from there. Yeah. yeah. So how
0: was that a little frightening? I mean, <clears throat> you know, no offense to Mexico, but you're down there in need of a serious procedure on your leg, and you're maybe not the most confident about. The medical staff's ability to handle such a potentially catastrophic injury, right? Yeah,
1: it was super scary. I mean, the whole thing was pretty terrifying. Um, I I didn't have anything with me either. That was another thing that was scary. So, like, no cell phone. So I didn't know how to contact my family or my friend that I was staying with. Wow. Um, and on top of that, I went from you know the the wet being drenched um, just in my trunks in the ocean to put it being put down on the dry sand. So I was fully sugar donut covered in oh sand. Oh my gosh. Got brought to the hospital and yeah, the hospital was nicer for um, me- like uh, Mexico standards, but definitely um, a little bit more janky than you'd see around here. Yeah. So, um,
0: so they had to clean the sand off of you, obviously they actually, they're going to do
1: surgery. They, they, off my leg they did, but yeah. on my back um, was for the, the five days I was there. I never got washed off, <laughs> uh, oh, so man. it was really uncomfortable. <laughs> and really. then, yeah, I proceeded to have surgery because it was my leg was completely disconnected, and they had to act fast on it. Oh, for sure. Um, the surgery they just gave me an epidural, right? Is yeah, what it's called. yeah. So I just was, in
0: your spine. Yeah, so it didn't even put you out.
1: No. Yeah. I was awake for that. Pretty sedated. Whoa. Um, but I was, yeah, definitely aw- awake during the surgery and oh. yeah, a lot of it, I kind of like blanked out of my mind, but it yeah. it wasn't a good five days. Yeah. Or so I mean, it
0: was. how did you reach your friend who you were there with and your family? Did they give you a phone or they, you um, sent
1: somebody to go
0: find your friend i
1: assume so one of the guys that helped me on the beach um was the ex-husband of the owner of the hotel we were staying at oh so it was a really like small world thing okay so he called her and she got my friend Jack to call my parents. Okay. Jack came to the hospital. My parents eventually flew down there. Uh, um, so it was, I got really lucky. Yeah. Even though it was a pretty um, bad situation, there was a lot of good things. That Kindness
0: happened. of strangers. Yeah. So now three years on, as we record this in December of 2021, by the way, it's freezing in here, which is why we're jackets. We're on the warehouse here at E-bodyboarding, and it's like 48 degrees yes. in here, man. It's chilly. Um, so I apologize for the puffy jackets. But um, so, three years on, what are the after effects of your injury? You still dealing with it now?
1: Uh, yeah, a little bit. I can't really run as fast as I used to be able to um when it gets cold like this i definitely feel it's uh kind of painful Aches a little uh, yeah, bit a little bit achy
0: you have metal rods in there
1: yeah so i have a rod and i did have four screws also wow. in there but i had those taken out and since then it's been a lot better heavy um but yeah it feels i still feel it but um i think after i got the screws taken out it's it hasn't been as bad
0: do you set off metal detectors
1: no, luckily I don't. Really? Yeah, I, I kind of was excited for that for a little bit because, <laughs> I don't know, I thought it'd be cool, but they never went off. Okay, well, yeah. that's good. They use some <laughs>
0: kind of metal that is undetectable, titanium, I yeah. guess. Um, well, that's heavy, man. So, well, that's cool, man. Uh, you know, you've you've recovered from a potentially catastrophic injury. You're obviously still surfing at a super high level. It hasn't impacted your ability to surf, I assume? Um, At least now? I know you were going through some PT for a while. Yeah, I you know, mean, it.
1: I, I just, I'm a little bit more cautious towards certain things that I used to not be. Yep. Um, not really trying to do f- like floaters and the flats on a surfboard and just yeah. certain things like that I'm more cautious with. Um, but I feel like it's actually made me kind of take care of my body a little bit better where yeah. I'm, I'm stretching a lot more now before sessions. Um, yeah. So I didn't do much of that before, so maybe that's why I broke it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, let's, let's go outside of surfing. This is my last line of questioning here. What do you like to do other than surf? Do you have any other hobbies, interests, or is that it? It's surfing. Cause I know for me, there's not much else for me. I mean, a eh, couple other things, but surfing is a daily thing for me.
1: That's the, definitely the main thing. Yeah. Um, I do like traveling beyond surfing. Um, I guess kind of like exploring different areas. Usually it kind of has to do with surfing though, to be honest. Yeah. Going, sure. going to, I really enjoy going down to, down to Baja and just kind of driving around, even if the waves are flat and yep. just, um, kind of exploring and, seeing new coast yeah um camping usually that goes hand in hand with surfing for me but um i would say that's kind of part of my sure my go-to yeah
0: i totally get it man well that's cool man i have totally appreciate the time this is tommy dolkis you've just heard most of his life story four sisters catastrophic injuries works at e-bodyboarding The man is a San Clemente local from day one. And we're stoked to have him here at eBodyboarding. Anything else you want to say? You want to shout out to your family, friends? Um,
1: Thanks for having (laughs) me on the show, Jay.
0: Of course, man. Anytime. So you guys are going to get to meet the rest of the staff. Uh, But for now, folks, thanks for tuning in to The Real Deal Show. Uh, If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to subscribe. Click the thumbs up button if you like this interview with Tommy D. And uh, put some comments down below. Tell us what you think of Tommy. He might want to know. I don't know. Ladies, what do you think? <laughs> He's taken. Sorry, <laughs> folks. Um, what about me? No, I'm taken too. I know. I know. I'm a, I'm a catch. Uh, but that's it for The Real Deal Show. Th- thanks for watching, folks. If you listened on the uh, audio podcast, we hope you enjoyed that. And we will see you next time. And as always, see you in the surf.